Welcome to another edition of the Nightly Nuge. Actually, it's been hijacked by the Dr. Oz edition of the Nightly Nuge. Gentlemen, uh, happy Good Evening Tuesday. Thank you, Keith. Good to be back with you, man. The Nightly Nuge is the clearinghouse for truth, logic, and common sense. And that's why I have this guy next to me. You know, Dr. Oz, we talked about this yesterday. Congratulations again on getting the endorsement from uh, President Trump. I mean, everyone that knows anything knows that that endorsement doesn't come easy. He doesn't issue it lightly. The same with Ted Nugent. You have both of their endorsements. But I've got several questions I'd like to ask you this evening um, that I know is on the minds of Pennsylvania voters. So let's start with COVID mandates, lockdowns, the vaccine and what that's done to our economy. It's kind of a Long question, but uh, start with COVID and what's your position on that? And if you're in the U.S. Senate, uh, what are you going to do there? Well, Keith, you know, we just had a roundtable here with Shemaine and and Mehmet's wife, Lisa, and uh, some friends, my son Rocco and Belle. And it was like a a homespun (laughs) gathering, getting to know each other, even though we've already had conversations prior to you being invited here. And this is sacred turf. This is our private home. And the reason Dr. Oz is here is because I've learned to trust him. And nothing is more important than trust. And now that we're coming out, even though the Fauci's of the world would like to keep us strangled by these restrictions and how dare a man think he can mandate anything to a free man. But we've already put Dr. Oz through the ringer. So I want my friends all across the world. By the way, we not only have lots of Pennsylvania blood brothers out there, great, great families from Pennsylvania, but we're represented by all 50 states all across Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Portugal, Spain, Ireland, Scotland. We have people paying attention because it might be a U.S. Senate race for Pennsylvania, but all these core issues are at the top of everyone's mind as they see tyranny metastasizing in all of our lives. The point that Keith is bringing up is probably in the top 1% of concerns, the COVID nightmare we've been putting up with. You're a doctor. I've relied on the frontline doctors and I consider you, maybe that's not a category that you have actually embraced, but I consider you on the front line of health concerns. I bet everybody would like to know what does Dr. Oz see happening with the onslaught in 2019, we first saw it, of this weaponized Wuhan virus and the restrictions and the control factor that have really ruined a lot of lives. Well, most importantly, as a doctor, look at the results. The mandates didn't work. Yep. They just didn't work. And this gets looked at differently now because two years later, there's a little less arguments about following the science and an acknowledgement that actually the Democrats in particular were following the political science. And I'll give you one concrete example. Look at the red states and how they fared and look at the blue states. The state that did the worst in the country was actually New Jersey. And then New York City, and rather New York State. And you can look at all the New England states, California, those states did not do well. The states that did the best were states like Florida, which had an older population. So what differentiates them? And this is really important. Washington got COVID wrong because they tried a top-down, authoritarian, overreaching- Never works. Bureaucrat, never. And never works. one size fits all. Now as a doctor, if I had said, okay, I got a blood pressure medication, right? Use correctly might be beneficial. If I give it to every single American, no matter what their age, I think we'd all agree that's not a very sensible thing to do. Well, see, I'm just a guitar player, but I recognize the, the faultiness of that policy from the beginning. It's an ideological mindset. And once that became the idea, then the answer to every problem was the same. Vaccinate. 
So new strain comes, vaccinate children. Another strain comes, boost the children. Well, well, hold a second, how is that helping anyway? Even if you are a diehard vaccine advocate, it should be used by people who are at risk first, maybe trickling down. But I don't want children getting vaccinated because I don't think the data is supportive of making them safer. And when we're not honest about that, it creates issues. When we force people to wear masks, and kids in particular were a problem because mm. I got assaulted early on because I kept thinking, you know, the Europeans, their schools are open, right? Folks all over the world, except in America, are seen to be managing this without closing their schools. Don't they love their children as much as we do? Why are we closing our schools? And then I realized much of it was driven by teachers unions. And we were closing yeah. schools because the optics were good, but the reality wasn't. When you close a school, you hurt children, especially underprivileged children who don't have the luxury of a private school that has different rules. Instead, you take these poor children, you put a mask on their face, they don't socialize, they close the door to teacher talk, right? They don't learn. We have developmental delays that are rampant now. They develop an anxiety because they're continually reminded that there's this deadly, invisible thing out there that might murder them. They don't read because 5% of kids who have glasses, they get fogged up. The masks don't work because they get wet. When you wear masks as a chill child, you don't keep it all day long, it slides off. <laughs> And the parents aren't even wearing masks. And yet we did that to our children. What society, Ted, uses its kids as a shield to protect itself? No, the kids should be behind us. We should be in the front line protecting them. We did the exact opposite. And now more and more we're seeing that no one was willing to honorably and honestly look at the risks to kids. I can take that same story and expand it through treatments that we ignored. They actually sabotaged treatments that would have saved American lives. Mm -hmm. And I won't even get into the controversial ones. Let's just talk about today's Merck drug that got approved. It's called Molnupiravir. This drug existed years before COVID started. Well, why are we only now finally getting it in the to, to drugstores? Because they were unwilling to study it. Literally, the companies had to go around the U.S. government because every answer was vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And that was a horrible error, but it doesn't stop with COVID. The question with COVID raises a much bigger issue. Was this happening in other areas? Was it happening with energy policy? Was it happening in education yes, in general, right? Yes. And we're seeing, oh my goodness, everywhere we look, we see the same reality, which was, if you mix politics and medicine, what do you get? Politics. You mix politics and science, you get the Green New Deal, right? It doesn't work, it's impossible. We'll talk about energy later in the week, but I can go on and on and on and, and remind people as a doctor, as a scientist, I don't have to get emotional about this. Factually, it was evident that COVID management was wrong, but here's the part that draws me crazy. You weren't allowed to say it, you got canceled. That's the worst part I think of all, because without communication, ideas are stifled. In fact, in this instance, in the during COVID, ideas weren't just stifled, they were eliminated, they were censored. And so, the, so were the people who had the ideas. I was with, with Dr. Malone, one of the inventors of the mRNA technology. Right, right. We did a CPAC program together. Now remember, this is the guy who got taken off Twitter, YouTube, everywhere else, even though he's pretty prominent. And then he went on the Joe Rogan show, and then Joe got his show attacked just for hosting. So let's say that I'm saying things that don't make sense. I'm sitting next to Ted Nugent, attack me fine, but why would you go up to Ted Nugent? Your job is to bring people on your show that you might not agree with. Right. To actually, that's what Americans do. Which the is what Amendment. you did on the right. Dr. Oz show. A lot of the criticism, just to clear this up, I want you all to ch challenge you all. Find me saying something, actually saying something that makes you concerned about who I am. What you'll find out is I'm asking a question and then you don't hear the answer or you'll see the promo of the show and you won't see what it's about or you'll read something that is an accusation, but there's never clips of me saying, I believe these things that are not rational. And that's to me, after all the shows I've done like you, my most of my adult life, you know, listen, go, go look at my Wikipedia page. It's a dumpster fire. 
There's a lot of stuff that you can t- complain about me, but those aren't some of the ones that you, you can't complain about my pro-life stance. You cannot complain about my pro-Second Amendment stance. You definitely can't get me on issues around transgender because I've been at the forefront of this topic. I care about people. I adore the uh, folks who are struggling and trying to find a better way. I want to empower people. I did that on my show. I'm going to do it as a senator from Pennsylvania. And when you do that, you're going to ruffle some feathers and you make some enemies. And I'm just fine with that. You raised a lot of topics that we're going to get to later in the week too, doctor. But before we close today, there's such a tie between what's going on in the economy and just coming out of the COVID lockdowns. I want to get a couple thoughts with you on the economy. Obviously, up in Pennsylvania, energy is a big ticket item up there. We're dealing with inflation. And of course, you raised the Green New Deal. So I'd like you to comment for the listeners up there where you stand on the issue of energy independence and using our own American energy sources um, and how that conflicts with the Green New Deal. What would you say to the Pennsylvania voters on those topics? Well, this is a great opportunity. And Keith, those are key issues. Everybody is interested in that kind of stuff. And we're going to expose you here on the nightly news. But what Dr. Oz is uh, mentioning here is what we've talked about, Keith, so many times, that because the left, because big tech, the media, Hollywood, government, the reason they can't debate Ted Nugent is because all of their allegations are lies. They haven't zeroed in on any truth. So here on the nightly news, those key Pennsylvania concerns can now you can hear them right from the mouth of Dr. Oz, because I promise you, I have seen the attacks and the allegations and they're basically across the board lies. So my friends who were concerned, I can't believe you endorsed Dr. Oz. Believe it. I did the vetting. I did the research. So Pennsylvania, where fracking is a big deal and the economy is a tied to energy nationwide, and particularly in the great Keystone state of Pennsylvania, follow up on what Keith is probing here. What is your attitude on those issues? Rick Perry, mutual friend Dear of Dear friend. Governor of Texas for, for 14 years, energy secretary, energy secretary, and the President Trump knows a bit about this. Endorsed me and came up last week to Pittsburgh to host an energy summit with me. Joining him, Harold Hamm, a dear friend, the father of American energy renaissance. He invented the lateral drilling that we used to fracking to pull gas and oil out. And then Toby Rice, who's the biggest natural gas producer in Pennsylvania, all came together, massive town hall. Here's the reason we did it. For too long, we've let the left control this narrative. And I'm gonna explain why they don't want energy coming out of the ground in a second, because that's actually the most important insight. But the facts are are clear. It's not just energy which President Trump gave us is energy dominance. In Pennsylvania, people are angry because they know right beneath our feet, we have enough natural gas to power the entire country for hundreds of years and drop energy prices, helping a regressive tax that hurts everybody and create new jobs. If you go to, for example, Susquehanna County, Wyoming County, the northern counties of the Northeast. I know those people, sure. Wonderful people, rural areas. They have incredible reserves of natural gas. When they take them out, they increased their standard of income, average mean income from $40,000 to $58,000. It's 50% increase in how much money the average person has. And guess what you do with the extra money? You make food banks, you build theaters, you build schools, you train young people to learn how to put pipes together and do electronic work. You create a culture that thrives once again. So in Pennsylvania, when you take away our energy independence, you hurt us personally, which is such a, why such an important issue. The other reality, just to be broader and, and, and altruistic, our energy, if we could actually get it to our coast and ship it overseas, will save the planet. If you take natural gas from Pennsylvania and you'll replace foreign dirty sources, 
It's the equivalent. Listen carefully, all the Democrats. I'm sure a lot of Democrats listening here. Yeah. All right? Listen carefully. You guys, everyone out there, seriously, these are facts you can use at a cocktail party to really win these culture wars. If you take American natural gas, it's the equivalent of replacing every single gas vehicle, basically electrifying the whole fleet and putting a solar panel on every roof of every house in America and add to that doubling all wind energy. If you could do that, which you can't, that's how powerful this would be for us in the world. So when you, you say when you say you can't, it's because of the restrictions from the New Green Deal people. Which and why do they have it? And this is the part that's going to catch you. I want to hear your thoughts on this. You can write a song about this. Here's why I think they don't want energy coming out of the ground. The far left believes we're a pestilence. Human beings yes. are cockroaches on the planet. If you give us tools to prosper, we'll just destroy more because we're not a force for good. If you think God created man to be something that was special, unique, and there's a divinity. When I look in your eyes, I see that spark of, of the God in you. If you believe that, then you would want us harvesting the cleanest energy possible and using it while we move to even better sources. But if you think we're bad, evil, toxic creatures that should not be on the planet, you're gonna block every effort. And that's what happened. We can't, from Pennsylvania, ship our natural gas to New England. So guess what happens? You go to New England, where do they get their gas from? They import it from South America or they Russian oil. Or they now all of a sudden Biden tells us he's going to negotiate with the Iranians to get their toxic oil. And that's going to put our allies in Israel at risk, right? Because there's, you know, they, the Iranians basically said they're going to blow up the Israelis, right? And I'm thinking, what kind of ally are we? Why would I hurt my friends? Because I don't want to open up our national reservoirs of energy. And who owns the federal reserves of energy we the people exactly so it's ours give it to us it's not yours the first thing biden did when he went into office that first week was to ban all of our drilling and licensing of federal lands what are you talking about and why now with all those poor ukrainians fighting for their lives mm. would you at least not start the process by opening up now if you're knowledgeable in this area and you're in pennsylvania you're darn right angry you're hurting children, you're hurting their parents, you're hurting the industry, you're not allowing us to help the rest of the country, and you're hurting the world. What good is that? See, this is the kind of representative that we need, especially in Pennsylvania. There's two key points here. Number one, energy independence is pretty good. If you were a pretty good bass player, you couldn't be in my band. You gotta be the best. So no more talk about energy independence. We wanna use the D word, yep. energy dominance. dominance. And we've yes. got the resources. And Oz, I gotta tell you, I can call you Oz, right? Please. Growing up in Detroit, it, the Industrial Revolution was running amok. I was born right after World War II, so industry was just going wild. Rightly so. Experimentation, adventure, um, technology advancements, unprecedented. But there were some uh, problems due to that because we weren't aware of pollution so much and there was a lot of uh, misbehavior, shall we say. Lake Erie, the beautiful great lake of, of Lake Erie near Detroit, would catch fire because of the runaway pollution. Well, the hunters, the duck hunters, and the fishermen, yeah. and the trappers who were going after the, the beaver and the otter and the muskrat, they saw the destruction of this magnificent body of water. Mm -hmm. So those were the voices that raised hell. Well, that was then, and because we the people spoke up, now, Lake Erie is the number one smallmouth bass and walleye You're fishery me. on planet Earth. You've never invited me to come fish well, with you. Well, I'm ready. So I, awkward. I'm your, I'm your filet daddy. My point is, what I hope everyone is listening closely to Dr. Oz. 
energy dominance. We have the resources and we have a system that is cleaner than the rest of the world. We cause less environmental damage. In fact, in many instances, there's envi environmental benefits yeah. and it's a resource that should be used with respect. It's called conservation. Conservation isn't the elimination of use. Conservation is the responsible, wise use of natural resources. So Pennsylvania and America, I hope you're taking notes. I vetted Dr. Oz before I gave him my endorsement. And like the great Donald Trump, and I do believe he's a great man because every one of his policies was beneficial to the quality of life in the United States of America, from the then energy independence, which was turned into energy dominance, uh, secure borders, the lowest unemployment, renegotiating global contracts so that the rest of NATO paid their own way and that we didn't have to pay for the Bangladesh and the Pakistan and India pollution in the Paris Accord. Yeah. So if we really pay attention, and that's what an experiment in self-government demands on a moral and I believe spiritual level, that we have the greatest and only quality of life due to experimenting in self-government. And what Dr. Oz represents is Uncle Sam, keep your distance. Regulation should come from we the people. Energy management in Pennsylvania should come from the people of Pennsylvania because they're environmentally conscientious, yep. they're smart, and they're industrious. And we can have energy dominance if this guy is elected to the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. And again, the nightly news is a global communication. Everyone, these are the policy overviews that we should demand in all 50 states. And my great friends up in Canada under the thumb of Fidel Jr. up there. Oh, gosh. I mean, it... We need to experiment more in self-government. So my hunting, fishing, and trapping licensed friends in Pennsylvania, did you know that you hold the key to the future of Pennsylvania? Just get out and vote your conscience and vote those priorities that create this wonderful quality of life in America and Pennsylvania. God, family, country, constitution, rugged individualism, the entrepreneurial spirit, conservation conscientiousness. So Dr. Oz, thanks for another night of nightly news. And Keith, we're really on a run here because uh, I think right now the only hope to turn this self-inflicted spiritual suicide at the hands of the Marxists and the anti-American forces in this country right now, and I've named them before, from big tech to Hollywood to the government to academia to most of the media, we the people have to re-engage. So those great, great families in Pennsylvania and again, America, these, all these points are referencing in, in every state in the nation. Right, let's you know, and if you're in Pennsylvania, let's get if, you're, if you're in Pennsylvania and you listen to Dr. Oz this evening, if you oppose the mandates and the lockdowns and all that, he's probably your guy. And uh, when you're talking about not only energy independence, I love his phrase, energy dominance. If you're an energy voter and those comments, those policies resonate with you, mark your scorecard. Tomorrow night, Dr. Oz, I'd like to talk to you. I'm going to call tomorrow kind of suburban USA topics. I want to talk to you a little bit about education. I want to talk to you about safety. That's going to include what we're teaching our kids and the southern border. Are you up for that tomorrow night for the Pennsylvania voters to hear? I cannot wait. Any other questions they have as well? 
If you come back tomorrow night, we'll have another edition of, all right, Ted, I'll say it correctly, The Nightly Nooch. Thank you, Dr. Oz. God bless. 